Hey guys, and welcome back to What the Mom. My name is Taylor, and this is episode three. But he's fixed. Later in the episode, you're going to understand why I titled it as But He's Fixed. This episode is going to be about children, pregnancy, tubules and vasectomies, reversals. It's going to get down to the nitty gritty. So here's my story. I had my child when I was 19 year old, 19 years old. He was my first. And my husband had two children. And then we had two children. So we are a yours, mine and ours kind of family. And I absolutely love it. We have five kids and it's never dull. We are always extremely busy. But here's something that some people know and some people don't know about me. Whenever I met my second husband and we tried to conceive with my second child and his third child, we were unable to. So I went through surgery. I began fertility drugs. And even though I did not have to go all the way to having IVF or extremely intense infertility treatment, I did have to experience those months that went by where I would wake up and I wasn't pregnant. I experienced the sadness. I experienced the depression. Um, It's definitely a, a real thing. I have a lot of friends and a lot of family that have struggled with pregnancy. And I have had somebody close to my heart that has lost their child. I could never imagine. It was extremely difficult whenever I was trying to conceive my child. And now, whenever I see someone struggling to conceive a child, I pray for them. And I'm not a big prayer. I will tell anyone that. There's a lot of things that God and I have to work out. And that one day we might, and one day we might not. But I I can't help but pray for them with all my heart. Because I... I barely know their pain. I barely know what they go through. I know the six months that I couldn't get pregnant. I know the surgery that I went through and I know taking the fertility medicine called Clomid. I know it worked for me in the first month, but I have a friend that it didn't work for until the second or third month, I think. Everybody is so different. Now, With that being said, I just want you to know that I'm here if you ever want to talk. I may not fully understand your pain, but I will definitely listen. And I'm, if I have ever asked any of you when you're going to have a baby, I am so sorry because I know that that is a horrible thing to ask. And I think it needs to be more out there. That that's not something that you ask somebody <laughs> anymore. Because it, it used to be an okay thing. But now so many p- people struggle with infertility. It's not. Um, my sister, she um, struggled with uh, getting pregnant for a little bit. Um, she had her own issues. And um, eventually she did get pregnant with 
my beautiful, beautiful niece. So the pain that she went through during her experiences, it about killed me. I could never imagine why something like that would happen to someone so as good as my sister. My sister is a very good person, so it's really hard for me to wrap my head around why her. Why her and my brother-in-law, they are such good people and such good people in the community of Marshall. Moving on, I stay at home with my kids. I know I said that in the very first episode. Some days it is really great. Most days it's really great. Every day, I mean, it's great. But some days I could pull my hair out. And I know that every mom has got to feel that way because there is no way in this world that you could be around somebody 24-7 all the time, listen to them cry, bathe them, rock them, hug them, kiss their boo-boos, and feed them and never drive you crazy. There's no way. You cannot pay me enough money. I don't care if you did struggle with infertility. There are just some days that you wake up and you know that your child is going to throw that major fit today in that grocery store and you are going to want to walk out of that grocery store crying. That's every mom. I don't care what any of you say. I, I see people post stuff all the time, you know. Well, you should be thankful for your kids because you, uh, some people can't have them. I never said I wasn't thankful for my kids. I just said that sometimes they make me want to pull my hair out. Which, you can't say doesn't happen to you too. So, I recently had a friend and she had her baby just in these last couple of days and congratulations to her. She's a good high school friend. She's a good person. Her husband is a very good person and that is the sweetest baby I have ever seen. Now with thinking about that, I get extreme baby fever. I am the world's worst to wake up and one day hope that my tubes are untied and that we go from a five child household to a six. Now that drives my husband insane because he has got four technically. He counts my son as his own and that is great and fantastic, but he has helped uh, create four. He does not want to create a basketball team. I've begged for years to go get my tubes untied. I have investigated it. I have called a doctor. I have talked to a doctor in Texas. Do you realize that it is six to $10,000 to get your tubes untied? And you have to pay in cash. It blows my mind. So here's my theory. Here's what I want people to start thinking about. If you have a C-section, sometimes your doctors, whenever you deliver your baby, will tie your tubes instantly. Right after you have your baby. And some people, they have a vaginal birth. And you wait the three to six weeks until your doctor says that he or she will go in and tie your tubes. And they go and they tie your tubes. Now think about this. 
You have just spent nine months carrying around a child. Good or bad uh, pregnancy experience, it doesn't matter. And you're making the decision to say, nope, I don't ever want to do that again. Well, it your body just went through something so traumatic that men could never understand. And yeah, anybody would say, no, I don't want to do it again after that experience. So I don't think that you've really had enough time to think about it without being a, living a normal life, I guess to say, of not being pregnant. So also, back to the vaginal births, whenever you go in at your three to six week appointment, whatever, to get your tubes tied. I know me personally, I was suffering from postpartum depression extremely bad with my last child. So whenever I went in to make that decision to have my tubes tied, it was absolutely made at the wrong time. The doctor didn't catch it. My husband didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. It was made in such a poor way that now I either have to fork up six to $10,000 or I will never have a child again of my own. Now tell me, how is that right? How did no one spot that I had the postpartum depression? I don't feel like I'm the only person here that has suffered from that postpartum depression and made the decision to get their tubes tied because they said they were done having kids. When really, if they were healthy, they would have never have said that. They would have never have done that and went through that surgery. You know, there's a funny story. I'm so sorry. This is a new mic. So there's a funny story that I have. Now, whenever I first met my husband, he was delivering ice cream to a local office that I worked at in Marshall. And, uh, a good friend of mine and my family's and my and my husband's um, used to call him the ice cream man. And there's an old song that she would always play, and it's it's still funny to this day. But we met, we clicked right off the bat, and I was already, I was seeing somebody else. Um, and he was doing his own thing. But something happened and it brought us together. So I asked him on a date. Yes, that's right. I asked him. He didn't ask me and he's going to hate that I told you guys that. But that's the truth. So we went on our date. And the next day was Saturday. And he asked me to come to his house and meet his dad for a uh, cookout. Meet some of his friends his kids would be there. You know, this was very fast for me to meet his kids, but we just clicked. So I went and dropped my son off with his dad and drove over to Yellville to meet my husband. And at the time, uh, someone I was seeing, not even boyfriend. And uh, he took off on a ride with his children on the four-wheeler. And while he was gone, his dad looked at me and said, now you don't want no more kids, do you? Because 
he's fixed. And I said, he's fixed. So Will got back, my husband, and I hugged him real close so that way I could whisper in his ear, you're fixed? He looked at me like I was the craziest woman in the world. I knew he was running then, but he didn't. He just looked at his dad and he said, I ain't fixed. <laughs> oh, Most men <laughs> would have thought this woman's thinking about kids on our second date. She's crazy. I'm running, but my husband did not. He stuck by me and we have hardly ever been apart since. Um, he's gonna hate that I told that story and so am I his dad. But his dad sometimes doesn't remember that moment, but I do very clearly because it stuck with me. <laughs> Obviously, he was not fixed because we have two kids together. But my point for saying that is that even in that moment, men get to make their choice to get a vasectomy without having to go through the postpartum. They get to make that choice to have the vasectomy because they absolutely are done having kids. Whereas women, we make that decision to try to please our husbands. We make that decision because mentally we're not okay. We make that decision because we've been through a traumatic experience with our last pregnancy. There needs to be a better way to figure out when the right time to tie your tubes are, to have a tubal is. There needs to be a better time and a better system with couples to say, hey, I'm not okay, especially after pregnancy. Moms need to be able to know that if they're struggling, the doctor, their husband, their mother, someone is going to spot it and, and help them, help save their life, help save a child's life. You see, I struggled so hard. My son was born in January of 2018. Uh, no, 2017, I apologize. No, 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 no. I don't even know. 2018, I believe. Yeah. Um, no, that's not right. He was born in 2016. <laughs> the fact that I'm going back and forth should tell you enough that we have so many kids. He was born in 2016 because his sister was born in 2017. Anyways, back on the subject. My son was born in January 2016. I had my tubes tied at the beginning of March of 2016. And by October of 2016, my husband had checked me in to a rehabilitational center because my mental health was so poor and so bad. Yes, it was from trauma that happened years ago and changed my life forever but 
it all started spiraling out of control because of postpartum depression. And because I had made a decision that I would no longer have kids. So, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And I hope that maybe we've kind of covered the more of a mom category. We've covered the kids and we've covered pregnancy and we've covered when the right time is to get a tubal or how important postpartum depression is. I'm going to try to hit some different categories because I really want you guys to stay involved. And if you see a category that you're just like, oh my gosh, we need to talk about this, sign me up. And yes, with kids, sooner or later comes sex. So you know it's going to happen. Just stick around because the sex conversation is going to happen. And maybe some of my family might not want to listen to it because we're going to have that conversation. And I'm going to try to get some people around now that I've got a new microphone, thanks to my hubby. I'm trying to, I'm going to get some people around that's going to give me their different opinions about like sex and, and stuff. I've got a lot of friends up here in Fayetteville that are just as open as I am whenever it comes to this kind of thing. So I really hope you stick around. Um, I just want to say, remember, you're doing all you can and that's all right. See you later.